everyone. Welcome back to the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. Actually recording from Little Rock today. Um, thank you to our friend Ty King who has allowed us to use the studio while we're over here. And I'm taking this time to interview people in the Little Rock area that are making a big difference or are involved in the community and just wanting to make a big difference in people's lives. And one of the people that, that is making a difference and that is educating folks in our community and has been very active, you know, locally, it's Isel. Um, and it's Isel Velasquez, right? Yes. Isel, thank you for joining me. Um, I just met you yesterday. Yes, we met at the Arkansas <laughs> and Podcast and Convention. And now we're here, which is weird. Uh, we met at the Arkansas Podcast Convention. I was telling you that um, I had seen your face on social media because we have mutual friends um, who are in that in that uh, community of like entrepreneurship. And uh, and for me, like when I see people, you know, that are active or that are very public and doing work and stuff like that, I always want to meet them. And I want to see how we can work together. But then I also want to highlight, you know, the work that people are doing. So when I saw you, I was like, I want to know what she's doing and how I can help and how I can highlight. And uh, and it seems like we already have, like, a lot of mutual friends, you know, yes. which is weird. Yes. And kind of knew of each other before we started this. And so what were you doing yesterday at the Arkansas Podcast Convention? Yes. So I went to the Arkansas Podcast Convention because one of my friends, Isla Celedon, She's a podcaster as well, and so I wanted to go support her. I also know Ty um, and everyone here that's part of North Little Rock, so I just wanted to go support. But, I mean, I think for me it was also just a learning experience um, just to hear everyone's stories, and it's another way of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. in a creative way, so I just wanted to learn more about it. And w is she uh, your friend that was there at the podcast convention? Was she Latina? Yes, she is. Okay. So she was the only other Latina podcaster that was on. Ty there. called me out my post that I made. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I made it on Facebook or if I made it on, on Twitter. But I said I'm the only Latino person, that yeah. like that's podcasting and that's there. And then he was like, "You weren't the only Latino person." And I was like, "Who? Who? I didn't like." I tried talk. I tried like uh, going to a different tables at the beginning yes. before the event began, and I was trying to interact with everyone, including your friend. I think she was too busy, so I didn't have a conversation with her. And I didn't know that she was Latina. Yeah, so she is. Uh, she's Latina. She's out of Conway. So that's how we connected. And, and she does she does work for uh, a specific uh, movement, right? Like she has, like, what was her, the what, like the topic that she was talking about there? Um, I th she So she does a lot, but I think she focuses a lot on being a mom um, with an autistic kid. So she okay. talks about that experience a lot. She talks about being Latina a lot. And she's involved in Clubhouse and does, like, Spanish classes for people. So, okay. Yeah. Well, Very in tune with her culture. <laughs> shout out to her. Yes. And I took an L there because I thought I was the only one, which, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that there's yeah. more people. I, I I was telling Ty that I want, you know, the next time that there's one of these conventions that we have more people that yeah. do podcasts, uh, specifically from the black, indigenous, and POC community, uh, because more representation is needed in this um just in this in this like um, circle of folks that are in media and you know that are educating folks on things that are happening in the community um, but let's talk a little bit about you it's mm -hmm. um, you are originally from Chiapas right yes and uh, and you live in the uh, Little Rock area yes so I grew up in Little Rock but now I live in North Little Rock and for people that don't know that is a difference a lot of people <laughs> don't know that a lot of people get that confused so yeah I live in North Little Rock right now 
can you talk about that? Talk about the what it, what are the differences besides the north part of the name? Yes. Like, can you tell us a little bit of, about like the the differences between Little Rock and North Little Rock for the folks in NWA that have no idea? Yes. So, um, I mean, geographically, we're separated by a river. So there's okay. like a big bridge that separates us. So if you're like, you usually say, "Oh, I'm across the river," then you're in North Little Rock, or you can be um, in Little Rock. But it's really close. Like right now, like five minutes to get to North Little Rock. Um, Little Rock's the capital, so it is a little bit bigger. North Little Rock is definitely growing. Um, but I think both of them are really great areas. And they, they both have different mayors? Yes. Yeah, they're two different cities, completely different okay. cities. Two different chambers of commerce as well. Yeah, because so Jorge. Yes, he uh, works with the North Little Rock Chamber of Commerce, and then we have a Little Rock Chamber of Commerce. That's so interesting. Yeah. It'd be like Springdale and then North Springdale. Yeah. You know? I wonder why they didn't pick a different name and just went like, let's just completely change something different. Let's not use Little Rock. Let's use something else. Yeah, but it does confuse people. It I does bet. confuse people. Have all, I, I did wonder that. I think I, I ed- educated myself like, like six years ago about it. But before then, I always wondered like, why do they say North Little Rock? Is it not just Little, Little Rock, Rock entirely? Yeah. Well, that's cool. And what are some of the things that you are involved with here in the community? I know that when we spoke yesterday, uh, you told me that you're involved with like a lot of different things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so if you want to talk a little bit about you know what you do and, and just educate people that are listening and let them know more about you. Yes. So on one hand, I work with Conexión de Negocios Latinos, which is a nonprofit that started in Springdale. Um, executive director is Irma Chavez. Mm-hmm. Shout so out I Irma. work. Yes, I work with her as a business consultant here in Little Rock. And then on the other hand, I work with Kiva Literoc, which is a program that does micro loans for business owners. So it's zero percent interest loans, and so it is geared towards the Latino community, and that's why I was brought on. Um, mm-hmm. That's the community that we want to get these loans, since they can access sometimes from banks or other organizations. And so there is a Kiva Northwest Arkansas um, that's up there. So it was really cool to bring that to Literoc here in March. So that's what I do professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, in the community, I've just been involved with different events um, that either the city puts on or organizations put on here. Um, cultural events. We recently did with Conexion an exhibition opening for an artist that was showing at Community Bakery, okay. which was really cool because he, he was the first Latino artist that they've had at that specific location. Mm-hmm. And so it was really good for us to be there and to bring the Latino community the support, but also show Community Bakery you know, the Latino community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been involved with that. I'm involved in Conway with an organization that's the Women's Leadership Network. Mm-hmm. I went to college at UCA. So okay. that's how I got connected with that community. And then in Little Rock, I'm part of the Create Little Rock uh, Young Professionals Group. And so we do a lot of networking events once a month. So for anyone that wants to, that's a Latino professional and wants mm-hmm. to get more involved with the community or get to meet people across different areas create little rock is a really good opportunity to do that okay well let's break down little little every little section of of what you just mentioned Mm -hmm. so conexion um and and they have their own chapter here in little rock right yes and um why do you feel it's important for you to want to get involved with with conexion and and what are some of the the uh, positive impacts that you've seen from this chapter uh, here in Little Rock of Conexión? Yeah, I think for me the big draw was that it was created, um, our executive director is Latina, everyone in our staff is Latina, so that was one of the big draws for me, is just getting to work in the community with people 
who already understand your culture. You don't really have to explain much to them. Yeah. Um, I also really liked what Irma was doing in focusing specifically on Spanish-speaking communities. Um, I think sometimes with different organizations, sometimes we're like, in addition to, you know, we're not the central focus. Yeah. And with this nonprofit, it's like it's all about Spanish-speaking people, like culturally. Everything that we do is like that's our that's our focus. So I think that was a big draw for me. We've been doing a really good job here in Central Arkansas. Um, I have to give a shout out to our partners, the Arkansas Business Navigator Program, Diego, Tanya, Adriana, Javier. Um, they offer free consulting for business owners, um, and they have you know Latino consultants, and so they can give you access to market research, and it's all free. And oh. so that's a resource for our community to have. Um, and then also, obviously, Jorge with the North Little Rock Chamber, helping us with networking events, helping us host different events there as well. So getting all of us together has been really, really impactful mm. because we basically have the same goals, different organizations, but we can all come together and do something. And I think that's what's really good about the work that we're doing here is just collaborating with other people mm. um, and that other people want to collaborate with us because at the end of the day, we can make a bigger impact for the community. Yeah. And uh, what, Kiva. Yes. Um, is that with the Forge Fund? Yes. So it's powered by Forge Fund because they are the ones that brought this program to Little Rock. Okay. Um, and so they're the ones, obviously, that are overseeing it. And so I work a lot with Sandra, who is at Forge. Shout out, Sandra. She's yes. cool. Um, and so Past we guest <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> And so we do have um, their microloans, 0% interest, $1,000 to $15,000. Um, and it's a really good opportunity for people who are barely doing for startups um, or people who just want a really small business loan. And it is crowdfunded, so it's a little bit different because you mm -hmm. have to create a profile and you kind of have to share on your social media. But what's really cool is you see the community backing a local entrepreneur. And so by sharing it, you know, on your Facebook page, um, your business page or your personal page, then people can learn about your business and can probably um, help fund your loan. And I think that's what's really interesting is like how the community can get involved to support this entrepreneur. Yeah. And we've had really good success stories. Like I think our biggest loan to date is $11,000. Mm. And so, and it's going to a Latino entrepreneur. And so I think that that's really cool. And I'm excited to see how they're gonna use the funds. Cause I know Maybe for me, it's just numbers sometimes because it's like, oh, we have three or four loans, but to them, yeah. it's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And um, with the young professionals, yes, um, is this something that you, uh, this group, you helped initiate, or did you join it, or how how was that for you? Yes, so I was asked to join the board for Create Little Rock. It's through the Little Rock Chamber of Commerce, uh, but I think for me, it's. Um, bringing Latinos to this space because when I first started going to these networking events it was very nerve-wracking um, because sometimes you are the only Latina and so but I know a lot of other Latino professionals so I'm like yeah. why aren't you guys a part of this um, because from that that's where I met all different types of people and they've given me a lot of opportunities and it's really really good to be involved um, mm -hmm. and to kind of step out of your comfort zone. So for me, I joined, but I also want other Latinos to join, right? You never want to be the only one because yeah. we all have our networks of people and I'm like, you work at a bank, like you should come to this. Mm -hmm. So that was my main draw and it's really good just to get connected to other young professionals and just talk about what you're going through or maybe if you're looking for another job, like, you know, getting connected and they can be a resource or a referral. 
So this this podcast is bilingual, so I'm going to switch it up, talk a little bit Spanish here. Okay. Um, so in regards to the – I'm going to talk English right after. Um, la comunidad aquí en Little Rock, um, hay, much, hay mucha gente latina. Uh, creo, no sé si es el, el lugar con más latinos, porque Springdale es muy grande y tiene muchos latinos también. Sí. Uh, pero um, aquí en Little Rock, ¿tú qué crees – ¿Qué es el estatus de la comunidad latina? ¿Está unida aquí en Little Rock? O, ¿O tú crees que hay más trabajo que se tiene que hacer para unir un poco más la comunidad para que aparezcan en eventos, para que, son, para que organicen juntos un poco más de lo que están haciendo ahorita en este momento? Yo siempre oigo diferentes opiniones sobre eso. Hay gente que dice, oh, pues hay eventos como estos con los negocios y todo eso. Sí. Pero también oigo de gente aquí que dice que hay mucho espacio para que la gente organice un poco más en la comunidad aquí en, en Little Rock. Sí. Um, bueno, por la parte um, que trabajo con Jorge, Diego y Tania, creo que nosotros estamos haciendo algo en colaboración que es muy bueno. Entonces, yo creo que por ese lado sí estamos trabajando juntos uh -huh. um, y trabajamos con diferentes organizaciones. Um, creo que en el área de involucrarse más a nivel como político uh -huh. um, a lo mejor eso es algo que la comunidad latina necesita saber y aprender cómo hacer mejor uh -huh. um, porque creo que sí somos un sí hay, much, hay muchos de nosotros aquí en la ciudad y necesitamos sabernos unirnos para causas que a nosotros nos importa y creo que a veces muchas personas dicen que no se quieren involucrar en las políticas pero no uh -huh. saben que eso es algo que les afecta a, a todo nivel, a los negocios, en su vida uh, personal. Entonces, eso es algo que creo que nosotros debemos hacer más, especialmente porque estamos creciendo uh -huh. y, necesita, y solo por crecer no significa que vamos a tener más poder si no estamos organizados. Estaba pensando porque en Springdale, um, como que la cultura es un poco más diferente que aquí. En, en decir que sí hay gente allá que son emprendedores y que se enfocan en negocios, ¿verdad? Gente, gente buena, que tienen buenas intenciones. Pero también hay una cultura de, de gente joven, de 20, 19 a 40 años, que se involucran con la comunidad, de, con la comunidad indocumentada, um, organizan para la reforma migratoria y para DACA y para, para todo lo que es a los movimientos que ayudan a la comunidad latina. Um, y estamos muy bendecidos por eso. Yo siento que la cultura en Little Rock es, es, es un poco más fuerte con negocios en la comunidad latina. Y creo que es por el trabajo que están haciendo ustedes, ¿verdad? Sí. Um, pero antes había uh, uno, no, no quiero decir uno. Habían varias personas aquí en Little Rock que organizaban. Y creo que como que el movimiento se calmó un poco aquí en lo que es la política. Sí. Um, y creo que hay mucho espacio para que gente joven porque hay mucha gente joven aquí, gente que va al colegio, gente que no va al colegio, pero gente que de verdad les importa la comunidad inmigrante y creo que a lo mejor nada más es, es tiempo para que nos unamos. Si, si tenemos que venir del de, de noreste de Arkansas, algunos que estamos organizando allá, para crear aquí un, un grupo para que haga más enfoque en lo que es la política, um, que hacerlo. Sí, pero yo, yo con mucho respeto, porque sé que hay gente aquí también que tienen años organizando, yendo a, a Little Rock, hablando con los congresistas, con los representantes del Estado. Entonces, no estoy diciendo que no hay gente. Más estoy diciendo que yo veo mucho espacio para, para más organizar 
en lo que es la política. Aquí. Sí, que gente se quiera involucrar y educar, uh -huh. que sepan que um, este año es un año de elección y va a haber una... Um, están eligiendo el alcalde, uh -huh. um, entonces solo estar informados, um, entender cómo todo nos afecta, especialmente como tú estás diciendo, los jóvenes, porque yo creo que aquí en Little Rock es mucha... Um, Muchos de los latinos son inmigrantes o uh -huh. primera generación y uh -huh. creo que en Northwest Arkansas, por lo menos lo que yo veo es que es más segunda generación o ya um, tercera generación. Entonces aquí es enseñar a los hijos de las personas que a lo mejor no pueden involucrarse o sí todavía se pueden involucrar, pero a lo mejor no pueden votar o algo uh -huh. que necesitan estar educados y pueden votar y pueden involucrarse y pueden hacer preguntas. Yeah. Um, Aquí, no sé cómo se dice en español, pero el Board of Directors, um, cada... Cámara de Representantes. ¿La Cámara de Representantes? No, la Cámara de... Board of Directors. Board of Directors <laughs> aquí en Little Rock um, tienen su junta virtualmente todos los martes. Uh -huh. Entonces, puedes ir y ver qué están votando, qué cambios quieren hacer en la ciudad. Uh -huh. Puedes ir a las juntas. Entonces, hay muchas maneras de que tú te puedes enterar de lo que está pasando y te puedes involucrar. I just, I just see this place with so much potential. Yeah. To just because, like, the capital's here, a lot of the representatives are here, uh, and in NWA, I mean, we have representatives over there, right? But a lot of the things that happen during the legislative cycle are happening here in Little Rock at the actual Capitol building. Yeah. And we don't have that. We have to drive over here, you know, to come and organize and stuff. So I see that. I see the Capitol here. I see that there's a lot of great, like-minded, uh, passionate people here. Um, I just would like to see more, just the same way I want to see more in Springdale, because yeah. during the pandemic, everybody, everything calmed down, right? And we weren't organizing like we, like we were back in the day. So I feel like there's space for uh, more organizing everywhere. Yeah. We, d we needed to in NWA. I just, I've always, for the past few years, I've just always seen, like, the potential of Little Rock, and I'm like, man, if we can... People can just come together and be like, hey, we're going to show up in 30 uh, or 50 people to the capital, Latino people, and uh, speak up, you know, for things that are affecting um, our communities. One of the things that I do love about Little Rock is, you know, I'm not sure if it's still a thing or not, but there was like driver's license or IDs for, yes, there was IDs, so not driver's license. No, no driver's ID's. license. It's IDs through the city, and they actually just recently brought that to North Little Rock. Okay. So the nonprofit Seis Puentes, if anyone needs an ID, um, they can go get one there. And okay. so it's a new program. So I was going to ask if you know about how that worked because I have no idea. Yeah, so I think you can show just any type of ID and just proof of residence of like that you live within the city limits and then you're able to get the ID. Oh, that's cool. <coughs> well, uh, for folks that don't know, and, if, and you have to live in Little Rock or North Little Rock, right? Yes. And. In Little Rock, it's through the city, so it's the Multicultural Liaison Office. In mm -hmm. North Little Rock, it's through Seis Puentes, which is a nonprofit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's one thing uh, and that that I'm envious of that Little yeah. Rock has. So shout out to the people that worked to make that happen in Little Rock and North Little Rock. We need that in Northwest Arkansas. There's a lot of people yeah. that live over there that are undocumented, that don't have uh any id besides like like the whatever mexican yes uh, the matricula like matricula mica yeah um so that'd be that'd be something that we should try to work on for the folks that are listening right now um 
what are what are what what does your your family think about the work that you're doing? Do they ever tell you like just stop? Can you just take a break? Um, <laughs> you I seem think, to be all over the place too. Yeah, I feel like initially, excuse me, <clears throat> I got involved in the community when I was in college. That was the first time that I, because I'm a first generation college student. Whenever I got to a college campus, I was like, oh, I can do this. Um, I made it to college, so now I want to help the community and give back because a lot of these things that I learned the hard way, I want people to learn easier. Yeah. Um, and so I got involved in college. I think at the time, my parents were kind of like, focus on school. Like, you know, school's mm. a lot. Like, you know, what are you doing these extra things for? But it's something that I just felt like I wanted to do, and I've always loved volunteering. And I mean, my parents are always the kind of people that give a lot of their time as well. So yeah. I'm like, you can't really tell me to not do it when you're <laughs> Lead like, by example. yeah, you're doing all of these things um, just for family members or like people that they meet. And yep. so um, they're very supportive of it. They see the impact that I'm making along with other people. Uh-huh. And they know right now, especially working with businesses, they're like, oh, you're helping like business owners and things like that. So they do see it as a good thing. But yeah, at first it was a little bit like, what are you doing? And it's like volunteering and like clubs, like all of these things that are also new to them, right? And learning about, but yeah, I think it's been really good. And then when you're, well, so my family, like whenever... I volunteer too much. They'd be like, "Are they paying you for that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're doing this for free, and yeah. I'm like, uh, "Yeah, like we have to do it. You know, we have to. There has to be folks out there that are um, being vocal and are educating people in the community for things that benefit them. And the work that you're doing is is very great in the aspect. What are some goals that you have for yourself? And this can be like professionally, can also be just community wise. Things that you want to do in the future. And, uh, yeah, just goals in general. Goals in general. Um, I think professionally I want to be able to continue to provide the workshops that we do for free to the community, Mm -hmm. grow the number of participants. Because, like, I tell a lot of the business owners, like, before you had a reason not to go to these events because they they were all in English, they were out of reach. But now we're going to accessible places. Like, we Mm -hmm. just had an access to capital panel at a local church on university. And so I'm like, it's in Spanish. You can sign up through WhatsApp. So there really is no reason besides yeah. obviously time and working for you not to go. So I want to continue to increase the number of people that go because I want everyone who has a business owner to ha- like have it properly established. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that way they don't face problems in the future. Um, I also want to bring new initiatives like culturally to the area. Like you said, there's not a lot going on here but one of the good things is that you can really create anything like if we want to create like some kind of stand-up thing we can do that because Mm -hmm. no one is doing it for the latino community so probably creating more cultural events um and i really want to do something to engage the professionals in the area so Mm -hmm. i don't know what that looks like informally but there's a lot of latino professionals here you know doing like realtors um bankers there's people that run nonprofits that are Latino, and so just getting us all together, um, because it's good to go to you know any type of networking events, but just to help each other, um, especially if a lot of us are first gen, how to apply for a job, like resumes, like interviewing, mm-hmm. things like that, and just creating community. So those would be my three goals, and then yeah, just continue to do good work here in Little Rock and continue to connect with the Northwest Arkansas community. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I like about Conexión is that we are we started in Northwest, but we're in Little Rock, so I kind of see what Irma's doing up in mm-hmm. Northwest and kind of connecting those communities. Yeah, what Irma's doing is, is so important, um, simply because like 
and I think this happens all over the state, the Chamber of Commerce is sometimes are uh, not the best at reaching out to the immigrant communities or, yeah, well, the immigrant communities and specifically, you know, the Spanish-speaking or, or Marshallese-speaking folks who might not uh, understand English. Um, and uh, now Irma is like a bridge, not only just a bridge, but also like she's actually like doing the work that needs yeah. to be done in helping promote these businesses. And I know I'm preaching the choir to you because you know this, yeah. right? You're part of it. But I'm talking to the people that are listening that might not know about Conexión. Um, you can listen a few episodes back where we interviewed Irma, um, and she talked about you know how she initiated everything and, and what her goals are as well. Um, have you already gone to NWA, like to in, in this aspect, in this professional Conexión aspect? Yes, yeah, so we have an office there, and so I went for the opening of it. And okay. so I met a lot of like some of the entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and like people doing community well business um, as well in the business community that are doing work. So it was really cool to see. Um, and I know Springdale's really big. Um, yeah. So. And and just just to make it clear, I'm not trying to dog on on Little Rock. I feel like everybody's yeah. got everybody's got like their own their own thing, you know. And it's just I feel like we we can all do a little bit more. Um, I feel like in Springdale we also have a lot of stuff that we need to work on and that we need to improve. Um, but I think it is important to have these conversations with folks that are in the community that are putting their face out there and say, hey, what can we do to work together to make you know Little Rock better, to make Springdale better? And that's why whenever I saw you and Jorge yesterday at the event, you know, I was so I was so uh, excited to just talk about what you are doing and how we can work together. One of the things that I've learned recently, whenever I meet people, I don't like asking the question, hey, what do you do? Yeah. Just because, like, sometimes, like, that, that I feel like that does, that kind of classes sometimes because some people don't feel comfortable, you know, talking about the work that they do. They don't feel comfortable because um, they think that, like, people are going to see them and, and think less of them because of their job title yeah. and, and stuff. So I always just kind of like to ask people, it eventually just end up in the conversation but not ask not lead with that because then yeah. do you have do you have that issue a lot with like because you're in this space you're in this yeah. business space right and you're meeting all these people and when i ran for office uh and i was meeting people because i came to little rock too to like yeah. fundraise and stuff i know that there was people that would come up to me and they would just be so like wanting to tell me absolutely everything that they did which is great yeah but in my mind, I'm like, I'm not gonna measure you by what you by what you do or yeah. what your prof what your professional life is. I just want to like figure out who you are as a person, and then we can just kind of see how we can work together, right? Yeah, I think that makes sense, especially with the Latino community, because um, a lot of Latinos um, do different types of jobs, and mm -hmm. you know, our parents do different types of jobs. So I think we understand that what you do can be something that, like you said, is could feel a little intimidating for someone to talk about um or they may feel uncomfortable with it it's something that we've talked about when we had our networking events at actually our last networking event we were creating questions and i think one of the things that came up is like we don't want to lead with that mm -hmm. and so we asked like two other questions that were like like what area or what industry are you in or um do you sell or you know kind of like alluding to it but not exactly you'd have to say it because you might feel uncomfortable or, or asking you might not people, fit in the traditional, like, this is what you do. Yeah. Or, like, I like asking people what they're passionate about. 
yes. instead mm -hmm. because sometimes that can go into whatever their profession is and then sometimes they just talk to me whatever they do outside of their eight to five that they're really passionate about yeah. you know some people have jobs that you know they have those jobs because they need to make money but and they also have those jobs specifically because it funds like them being able to do what they're actually passionate about uh and i i worked at a bank for seven years uh the bank will remain nameless but yeah. <laughs> i worked at a bank and uh and i wasn't passionate about it you know like i didn't hate my job but it was one of those things where uh on monday i mean on, on sunday you'd be like ah, tomorrow's monday yeah like i have to wake up at eight i have to do all this i have to do all that and but it gave me money to be able to obviously like pay for rent and stuff right um but to be able to like be out in the community and do the things that I was actually passionate about. Right now, I'm at a point where the job where I'm at, like I really like it and I enjoy it. So it's it's like a double good positive, right? Yeah. You you don't you don't really hate Mondays anymore, uh, and then you're still able to do what you're what you what you want to do. But the difficult part though is that when you do community work as your eight to five, sometimes it can be really draining, and it's not and it cannot be good. Sometimes it's not good for your mental health because. You're dealing with people's issues. It drains you, and then you you go back and you, then you're done with your job and you go into the community, and then that also drains you too, just because yeah. of so many horrible things happening in the world. Um, so I think the the space that you're in, I think I'm not sure if you feel like it drains you in any way. Like, do, do, are you are you an extrovert? Do you like being around so many people? Um, I feel like I am definitely more of an introvert. Okay. Um, so I definitely. There's also an ambivert, if you know. Yeah, like I, I may be that because okay. I, I do need some time away, right? Like a day or like an hour to sit down and just like regroup. And then I'll have, because I do a lot of events throughout the week. Yeah. So like the podcast convention or other events will come. I do like getting to meet different types of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I recognize now, um, especially because I feel like whenever I was in college and, you know, doing community work, like I was not sleeping well like mm. i was not taking care of myself that was not a thing <laughs> back you know that was not anything that i knew about and i've learned and yeah. so for me too mental health is a big thing especially with the latino community um we have so much that has happened with our parents and our family uh, and things that they do generational with. trauma yeah that we um that's passed down to us or you know like we need to take care of ourselves but yeah. mental health is really big for me like going to therapy like normalizing it as something that can help you um and so i know for me that that's been something that's helpful um taking time and also i think what makes it easier is the people that i work with so maybe it's not maybe it is a big project but at least mm -hmm. i get to work with people that are like me and you know ma it makes it more enjoyable but normalizing uh mental health uh is important uh, i do therapy as well even though i haven't been to a therapy session in like a year which i need to go yeah. back i need i had my therapist in the podcast yeah. we did an episode oh with her <laughs> and, and i told her i was like hey if you we can talk i'm giving you permission to talk about anything that i ask you about myself or like our past therapy session and stuff yeah. and we're gonna do it again um but it is important to sit down and talk about for me like one of the things that i learned that i had was severe anxiety yeah like I, I get very anxious. I'm very paranoid too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the kind of person that like if I, if I'm staying alone, at our house, check every closet, check every door, make sure it's yeah. locked. Like I double check it, and 
And I think even like running for office also messed me up because I'm also very aware of my surroundings when I go into a room. I uh, just look at everything. Draining. Yeah, I get what you're saying because you you understand structures and how racism works and like things like that, and it affects you more because people don't notice that if they don't understand. That is, so I'm like cursed in different r- ways, right? Like I'm also an empath. Yeah. So I feel people, not to the extent, like, my wife is a super empath where, like, it drains her yeah. when she's around bad energy. With me, uh, like, I, I feel vibes when I go into a room, you know, and and uh, and if, if someone's being, like, feeling negative, like, I feel that. And then I'm dealing with that, but then I'm also dealing with, uh, like, the perception that I want to show people of who I am. And I feel like in those business circles, that might probably be a little bit more stressful than, than the circles that I'm normally in. Just because, like, I don't know if you ever feel this, but I feel like a lot of the times in business circles, and it might not be your experience, there's a lot of people that want to one-up each other. I'm doing this. It's definitely different than community work, where you're, it's more collaborative. Business can sometimes seem competitive. How do you, how do you manage that? Specifically... Because you're a woman, mm-hmm. and you probably and and statistics show that excuse my language, you get more shit. The system's more oppressive towards you, and mm-hmm. and I don't have to like mansplain this to you. You know this, right? So it's how do you navigate that specifically being in the business world as a Latina woman? Um, I think first of all, it's surrounding you with people that are gonna be there when you have those moments. Because I'm like a young Latina woman, and I have had instances where I feel like people don't believe in the experience that you have because of your age or mm. because you know you're young um or in other spaces it's like you're the only latina so people expect you to like we all know this know everything about the latino community so it can be or also i think what i've been dealing with a lot is talking about internalized racism mm. and sometimes it's like you're given this space and sometimes no one is telling you you don't belong there but like in your mind you're like do i belong here mm-hmm. right because you're young you're latina you know your parents background so i feel like we have to understand the systems that are in place but also understand the internalized racism and the ways mm-hmm. in which we have be- we're believing these things right yeah. we're believing that i don't belong that i can't make an impact that i'm young um so it does take a lot of internal work to mm-hmm. kind of recognize that as well um because like I said, you, you, there are opportunities. Obviously, there are systems that, you know, keep us out. But I think it's both of them, like mm. us doing our own work, us changing systems. That's so true. Yeah, I've, I've I uh, think about that a lot. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I am around more business folks when I come to Little Rock than like when I'm in NWA. Yeah. I stick in NWA. I stick with my like with folks that are either just as to the left as me or like are radical like yeah borderline communist social socialist and uh and but over here when i come over here for whatever reason whether it being like aclu related or or uh like the podcast convention i tend to interact more with with folks here and there's a difference in culture and in a, in a way it does kind of give me a little culture shock um just seeing the difference between the two areas but I think the thing that, that the thing that's important is that we have good people in both areas that want to do good things for the community. Yeah, and I think for me, it's like if I'm in this space, I want to change the space from the inside out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, just do good work and continue to promote the Latino community. And I actually learned, because I went to this panel once, that there's a thing called social entrepreneurship. Mm. And it's like business, but with community. And at first I sat there and I was like, what is happening? Because those two things to me don't Mix. go, they don't make sense, but it's a thing. Mm. So apparently it's called social entrepreneurship. Nice, and I need to look so, into that. Yeah, it's something that, I don't know, I think it's also like creating new ways of thinking. Um, like what is a business? What can a business do? Um, a okay. lot of people just think about businesses as making revenue, but you can also like sponsor like community events and like give back to the community. And so I think there's ways that you can make business mm -hmm. something different. Um, but right now for me, it's just helping people just make sure that they have the right foundation. Um, but I get what you're saying, especially I feel like because, like I said, I never networked till like last year. Yeah. And so for me, whenever I stepped into that space, I was so scared. I was like, I don't know anyone. Like, it was just me and my friend in the corner. Like, no one was telling us to stay with, you, you know, right there. Yeah. But we just didn't feel comfortable. You know, it was a different space. And so, yeah. Even the word, uh, even though I posted on Facebook yesterday when I, when I took a picture with you and Jorge and I put networking, you know, with Latinx people, I don't know, the word networking for me is still a little cringy. Yeah. Like, it makes me cringe a little bit. But it shouldn't because it's important to, to like interact with people and figure out how you can work together. Um, so that's kind of one of the things that I'm trying to be a little bit better at, at, at uh, approaching people I don't know, uh, because I usually am the kind of person that waits for people to approach me. Yeah. Like I, I can have a conversation, I'm an extrovert, so I like being around people. But yesterday was was challenging because I didn't know a lot of people at the podcast convention. To, yeah, and it's then they so said spaces. you have to go up at the VIP section because I'm a panelist. I didn't know anybody up there, and I was and I was just kind of like, like do I how do I do I just approach someone? Do I say hi and all this stuff? So even for me as an extrovert, it's still tough. Yeah, um, it takes practice. But so like I said, like we, it's important to do it. Definitely. And for the folks that are listening that might want to work with you in the future or, or, or maybe like run an opportunity by you, where can folks reach you? Okay. So Conexión de Negocios Latinos has a Facebook page. We have LinkedIn. We have Instagram. Um, also Kiva Litterock, we have our own page. So if you're interested okay. in learning about loans. And like I said, there's someone in Northwest Arkansas that does that program. Mm -hmm. um, so that's also an opportunity for them to learn more. Um, but our website, kivaliterock.org, is in Spanish and English. And we did that, obviously, intentionally because we mm. want people, when they go on there, they understand, like, what they're doing and application before they kind of contact us so we can speak with them. Um, I have a personal Facebook page. Um, Don't put that out there. Just yeah, kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to put that out there. But, um, yeah, I'm, I just use Facebook a lot. So I think just connecting but with us. But if you want to put it out there, you can. No, I mean. I'm okay. But if you <laughs> want to connect with us on Facebook, then yeah. Conexión de Negocios Arquivo Lederach. And then the, that has my contact information. So Okay. Well, thank you for making yeah. time to be here. I'm glad we were able to connect. And I'm looking forward to how we can work together in the future, hopefully, uh, you know, not only just in the business uh, field, but hopefully in the community field, in the cultural event field, we can do some, some uh, cool events or, or just cool uh, partnerships in the future. So I look forward to that. Thank you yeah, for coming thank today. Thank you for having me. And that's the end of episode 145 of the District 3 podcast with our guest, Itzel Velasquez. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you all next week.